Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. For this Power of Prayer podcast, I am joined by Phil Mays and Vicki Chastang. We uh, decided today to talk on the topic of trauma, which we know is a huge topic. There's so many different directions that one could take this topic. And we've decided to focus our attention on a resource that we um, can access and that you can access by Jim Banks. Uh, Jim and his wife, Pat, have teamed together and have had a ministry in sharing with others about healing from trauma. There is an online resource that you can find on YouTube uh, called Effective Trauma Release. It was a teaching that Jim had done. And at the end of that, for the latter 20 minutes of that presentation, he does a guided prayer. Uh, All three of us in the conversation today have uh, benefited from that program. Some have uh, benefited because of knowing of it years before and have listened to it several times. Uh, But our conversation will focus on just what do we hear in that teaching? What did we hear from that guided prayer? What have we learned from it? Where do we benefit? And so that's our conversation today. So Vicki, since you were the one who introduced this teaching to us, um, what, how would you like us to start? What, what have you learned over the years through Jim and Pat Banks? Well, uh, so many, um, so many of us have experienced trauma. I actually would go so far as to say, and I think Jim and Pat, uh, in the sessions of the classes that I took with them several years ago through Christian Healing Ministries said that um, no one really goes through this life unscathed, that we all have experienced some form of trauma in our lifetime. And um, so maybe we should pause. Let's just interject. Let's each name two forms of trauma that we could identify just to give some ideas. So Phil, what are two types of trauma that people might have? Well, a death in the family. Yes. Um, it could also be um, humiliation by peers, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're younger. Mm-hmm. Some kind of a substance addiction and the way that you respond to that, right? Right. Or um, maybe adoption and the way that you experience that. Mm-hmm. And I think um, depending on our families of origin Uh, some of us grew up uh, in families that there was physical abuse that would be trauma others have um, just experienced emotional and verbal abuse Mm -hmm. Um, loss of a limb um, in uh, in different types of accidents Um, chronic illness terminal illness, a diagnosis of terminal illness. And uh, in the prayer that Jim uh, prays, they talk about invasive procedures, invasive um, surgical procedures or medical procedures and the toxic effects of drugs, anesthesia, uh, pain meds or other meds. So there's lots of areas of trauma that we just don't um, really necessarily think about. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I was thinking the other day of 
you know, you may be a little child in a classroom or you could be on a job, but um, say you're a child in the classroom and you raise your hand and you ask a question and everybody laughs, then that's not unusual in elementary schools, middle schools and all. And um, so it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, you know, humiliation. So you're embarrassed, and sometimes um, they'll just won't won't ask a question again because they don't want to feel that way, or any kind of sense of failure. Um, there's a big fear of failure. Mm -hmm. People who are referred to as people pleasers. Um, there's that's that. There's a lot of people who who live that way, and that's based it's a fear-based response because they're afraid of rejection and um, abandonment I think you mentioned adoption there's mm -hmm. usually a, a spirit of abandonment um, foster children mm -hmm. experience lots and lots of trauma and are fearful of you losing and uh, allowing themselves to experience true emotions such sure. as love and trust and security and then, and then there's all the vulnerability of going from house to house and you don't know where you'll end up in the next place. Exactly. And the different customs and the way mm -hmm. that people do life there and you have to adjust to that. So lots of trauma on various levels. Correct, yes. Mm -hmm. And then I know you've also brought to us from teachings from Christian Healing Ministries, but just the act of being born. We all have yes. experience of that. Mm -hmm. And that is a sense of trauma, just coming into the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been a very in a very nice warm place with a steady heartbeat, and all of a sudden there's all this noise, mm -hmm. and uh, it's cold. And what are they doing to me? Who are these people? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just the the birth process of coming out, <laughs> yes, uh -huh. into this world. Yes, so, yes, that's true. Very traumatic. So from the teaching of um, Jim Banks on this YouTube video called "Effective Trauma Release." One of the things that I was struck by was uh, just some of his narrative, that the scriptures <clears throat> that he went through. And I know we didn't mention Romans 7, but that's what came to mind for me. But I'm curious what came to mind for you all, and, and I can bring us back to Romans 7 in a little minute. But what did you hear, and, and how did that resonate with you? Well, I remember <clears throat> he started off, I believe, with Jeremiah 1. Yes. Um, but he made references and excuse me, I can't quote him chapter and verse, but uh, I get the gist of the phrase. But he t he s gave several examples of before I knew you, when you were in the womb, mm -hmm. and um, which is a psalm, I believe. One thirty nine. And I can't remember which one. Maybe one fifteen. One thirty nine. One thirty nine, mm -hmm. and and references to. Um, knowing God before you were born. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, that's something that we don't give a lot of credit to um, in our... Uh, people don't want to admit it, but it's very important. And then... Um, he, and that kind of tied into his narrative of just that there's a spiritual reality yeah. of life that we're not in tune with. Exactly. Exactly. He was he was talking about how we have a tendency to push away when we get too close to that or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. We weren't comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, those were the ones that stuck out in my mind. Thank you, Phil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. 
Anything that you want to add to that before I go to Romans 7? Well, when Phil was talking about that, I automatically go to um, the conception to birth prayer, that it, which is a prayer that was created by Francis and Judith McNutt. It's a spirit-led prayer that was given to them um, when they were writing their book, uh, Praying for Your Unborn Child. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's a lot that happens in utero that we, we're not even aware of. And, um, you know, children can pick up many, many things, uh, such as uh, um, grief or anger or joy and happiness. Um, one time we were doing the um, Conception of Birth Prayer in one of our classes, and the person who was the recipient was like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be the recipient tonight. And but you know i had this wonderful family and everything was just great and all but they had a very profound experience because they were experiencing overwhelming joy that they felt was coming from their mother Mm. and that their mother was just so joyful that uh they were going to have this child and um i go back to that that i knew you i I I knew you before I formed you. We are formed by God. Mm -hmm. And his intention for us is to not live a traumatic life. Mm -hmm. And if we can identify that, um, he has a plan for us. It's a plan to prosper us and not to harm us. Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. And um, there's so many scriptures about God's love for us and God's plans for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just don't tap into that mm-hmm. and we just don't identify things i think as being a traumatic event that could benefit from prayer yes so there's the fact that there he used the language of a secondary trauma that you mm-hmm. are exposed to what you see in the news what happens to somebody else yes. there's so many things that happen to people and you absorb all of that and you don't think about that impacting you and his teaching was to say it impacts you. It impacts all of us. Yeah, think about the isolation of COVID. Mm-hmm. During the pandemic, so many people were isolated and felt isolated. And and uh, and uh, I, I specifically, it comes to mind a dear friend of mine who whose mother contracted um, COVID in the nursing home where she was living, and 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 she passed away and my friend at that time was not able to go be with her mother was not able to be there in those final days or hours uh it wasn't allowed and i know to this day she's still very traumatized by that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there's so much that we carry with us and he made the point of how your physical bodies respond to these emotional needs exactly and we don't always make that connection. Um, mm-hmm. Just last week, I hadn't had a massage in years. I got a massage for my birthday, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was tension that I hold uh, in my neck, um, you know, going into my shoulders. That's where I hold that. And uh, she did a good work on me, but when I left there, I thought there's still work to be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm listening to this teaching about trauma release, and I thought, okay, Lord, you're telling me that I also need to have a prayer re- response to this, that it's not just about a masseuse doing something, but you right. know, there's a holistic approach that I can mm-hmm. take. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> well, I wanted to just read a few verses from Romans 7 because it struck me from his teaching uh, that there might be a connection to what Paul was thinking about. 
And so I'm reading from the end of that chapter, beginning at verse 21. I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched person that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. And then he goes on to talk about no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and that we live in the spirit, that living in the spirit is life. So I was thinking about that there's this, as he was talking in his teaching, Jim Banks was, that um, you know there's this spiritual war that's happening and we're not always thinking about that. We're not in tune with it. We might not ever be in tune with it, but then Paul gives language to it in a different way to just say that, you know, we're always kind of battling. There's this natural tendency to do things, and then there's this spiritual battle that's kind of waging war in a sense that we experience trauma in all sorts of different ways, but that Lord Jesus Christ can provide healing to that. Absolutely, yes. And so this teaching is just to encourage all of us, well, let's go to the healing. Let's, let's seek that out. Well, um, he did, Jim Banks, to talk about abundant life. And just this past weekend, we had from John 10.10 about that very language of Jesus wanting us to receive the abundant life. Well, what does that look like? You know, the world can give it all sorts of different categories and ways to receive it. And uh, But no, we have a different way if we're looking to Jesus and considering the teachings that he offered. And this particular teaching that um, thinking about getting ministry from trauma release is where we want to seek abundant life. So going to Jesus for that. And maybe we should um, just think about the prayer then that he offers, that it takes about 23 minutes, I believe, Mm -hmm. that you can find Mm -hmm. the the prayer itself. And, And he expresses that this was gifted to him, that he felt like God gave him this prayer. Mm-hmm. And he offered it several times over the years and realized that many people were being touched by it, being healed in various ways. And so he just knows that there's something that the Lord is doing through the midst of this already written prayer. Just mm-hmm. And in our tradition, Anglican tradition, we have lots of already written prayers, but we know that they can also do something beautiful and really speak to us. Mm-hmm. So this is just another one that's out in the world. That Well, one thing us. he... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when right but when he was introducing this, he started talking about it. He said, Now if you if you're a note taker, he said, put your <laughs> right. put your pads away. Yes. You know, this is not gonna be a step by step process. Mm-hmm. I that grabbed my attention only because so many times we think of prayer has to be a structured, ritualistic type thing. And and actually uh, that's there are times when that's important or that does the right um, that sets the right tone but more than likely I think developing that if you want to say it this way casual um, approach but actually with in mind that you're praying for the spirit to talk through you mm-hmm. and and make it more natural and it feels better and I think that was one of the things he was trying to come across and and this was to let it happen, mm-hmm. let the Spirit do His work in this. And that, that just grabbed my attention. when before Just we, relax and chill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and 
and concentrate. So, yeah, something that might be a little foreign to some people is he he starts this. This is this is given initially at a seminar, and he said, um, "If you want to lay down on the floor, lay down on the floor." And so he good. wants you to get very very comfortable. So you're not feeling like you have to be in any particular position or, you know, anything like that. And um, I have shared with Reverend Kathy and with Phil that I've probably used this prayer dozens of times over the last five years, and, and I always fall asleep. And, and so, yeah, I've been, don't always fall asleep. I've probably made it through it about half a dozen times, but, um, there's, we had, uh, those, those of us, the prayer ministers at Christian Healing Ministries had asked about that. And they said, uh, it's a very common thing to do because it just, your spirit is relaxed. Your physical body begins to relax and it's releasing a lot of the tension and the things within your body and, uh, it's such a refreshing, deep rest that you get from it. And you do awake feeling refreshed and renewed and can tell that something is different. Maybe you can't quite put your hand on it, um, but you do feel lighter mm-hmm. and um, better. Mm-hmm. So, When I uh, received it, and it was earlier today, I'll confess that, that it was to get to ready for this, but I will use it again in other times. Uh, so I've not done the three hearings yet but I already felt knowing that I keep that tension in my neck that there was just a little bit of a loosening that I was noticing Mm -hmm. and and I did get in a posture so that my eyes were closed and that my uh, palms were upward but resting on my lap and just having a sense of receiving whatever would wash over Mm me and I know Mm -hmm. Phil you were mentioning uh, the language of soaking prayer Mm -hmm. sensing that it's that and yeah, and, and, and it's it's similar in many ways because what we're trying to do in that is invoke the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a complicated issue. It's it's really seeking them out. And in the right circumstances it it works. Mm-hmm. Um we don't have to be it doesn't have to be a structured um thing i know some people when we talk about god spoke to me or that you hear people say that um a lot of times well some people want it to happen and they feel like there's something wrong because it doesn't happen but at the same vein i think a lot of times it's because we're not listening we, if, you, if you put it on a different, I don't want to, I hope that's coming out right, but what I'm saying, if you put it on a normal plane, like if we're having a conversation or something, that isn't usually the way it happens. Your spirit has to be very open and wanting, mm-hmm. and then and after a time of prayer. And sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, but I think it's the time that you keep continually knock and the door will be open, continually do it, that eventually it happens, mm-hmm. and um, but we also must be ready to listen because it's not going to come as we we think. It may be a, a certain voice from somewhere, or it may be an action that we we should make ourselves alert to the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, right, 
And I would say it might benefit a lot of people to receive this prayer when you're not pressed for, you're not looking for something. You just recognize God can do something in the midst of this. Exactly. And and because I wasn't looking anything for anything in particular, as I heard it earlier today, but just I was open to receive. And there were certain phrases, kind of like a Lexio Divina type of experience, where I heard about coming home. I heard language of love, just finding a place of comfort and peace. You know, those are the types of phrases that kept speaking to me. Mm-hmm. But there's all manner of, um, you know, he articulates particular traumas, as you were starting to name earlier, Vicki, and addressing them. But all within this language of, of finding peace and comfort in the Lord and healing in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember having a prayer appointment with Vicki, and for some reason, because of your perception <laughs> or intuition, she she prayed over me, awake a slumbering spirit or something like that. Mm, yeah. Okay. And I kept thinking, what? What is this all about? <laughs> she she had the. I think I think the spirit was talking to her. I did it, and then. And then afterwards, she says, "How do you feel about it?" And just what? And I remember Graylin saying, it "May not be today. It may be two or three days from now." <laughs> and I remember that. And sure enough, it 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 stayed with me. Let's put it that way. And it and it had a residual effect for about a week that I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit with me. Now that wasn't any dynamic flash of light or hands coming down, but. It was very um, comforting, let's put it that way. Beautiful. And that, uh, you know, I think that's one of the things that happens in this prayer is uh, awakening a slumbering spirit, which doesn't mean that you're sleepy, although you could be. um, But a slumbering spirit is just a spirit that for whatever reason is not necessarily in tune to um, the Holy Spirit or in tune to the Word of God or to the Lord. I've had people uh, say, come for prayer and they would say, you know, I pray and I feel like I'm, I'm just like, I'm just, it's only going so far mm-hmm. and then it's just falling down. Or I feel like I'm, I want so, so much to feel the presence of Jesus, but it only, I, I can't reach out. I know it's there, but I can't reach out and grab it. And um, the slumbering spirit is an awakening. It's a validation of our spirit through God and our Holy Spirit. And it covers a multitude of things and <clears throat> speaks to our spirit to mm. awaken. Mm. And I've had people say afterwards that, you know, they really feel like that they are praying and that they feel closer to the Lord in their devotional time. and. Mm. It kind of just sort of clears out all the cobwebs mm-hmm. and stuff. Great. So, so I I know that I will um, request to have a link to the prayer on this podcast as it's posted. But I think we should give just a taste of the prayer for people, if that's okay. And I'm identifying sure. this is on. A, the bottom of page three that you shared with us, Vicki. And actually, it can be downloaded. Okay. Um, they have a website. I, I will mention it. Um, uh-huh. But it's uh, 
jimandpatbanks.com, and it's all lowercase letters. So it's okay. www.jimandpatbanks.com. And there's an opportunity on there. You just click on Download the Trauma Prayer. Okay. It's there. So I was looking at that last portion on that page, as I thought might be a prayer that this you want. one mm-hmm. starting there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, Father, we ask that you will pour your spirit into every place where trauma has left. Spirit of life and light and truth will fill every cell, every bone, every tissue, every organ, every place where memories are stored, that you will fill it with your truth, that you will restore broken places, that you will remove the bruises. Spirit of truth, spirit of life, spirit of God, come and fill and renew the life that is within them. We invite you to come, Spirit, and to bring back to life the dead places, the places that we have given up on, set aside, and ignored, the places where lives have been believed. Spirit, come. We call for a restoration and a redemptive work within each person at a level they cannot cognitively get to. We thank you, Spirit. It's your job. We thank you for filling. We thank you for renewing. We thank you for refreshing. We thank you for loving. We thank you for defeating the enemy on our behalf. We thank you for taking all of the effects of trauma on the cross. In the name of Jesus, we yield that to you right now. The effects of living in a fallen world, we yield that to you. The effects of stress, of the busyness of life, we release it to you. The burdens of ministering to broken people, we release it to you. The pressure, stress, or family members who are ill and it leaves us brokenhearted, we release that to you. Thank you, Vicki. So that gives everyone just a taste of the prayer and and the, the beauty of what's being offered and what we could receive. So I know that jumped in where we, there was already much prayer about what the traumas were and it kind of just jumped mm-hmm. in to say, We've already received that gift of ministry, and now let's fill it with wholeness and care and love. Mm-hmm. So we encourage those that have heard this podcast to go ahead and seek this out, to this resource, and listen to it, allow it to be your prayer, and, and keep returning to it as the teaching encourages you to, to listen multiple times and, and not to try to ask for anything in particular, but just let it wash over you and fill your soul. Amen. Well, thank you, Vicki, for bringing this to our attention. And thank you, both of you, for this conversation today. Blessings. Blessings.